step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. At about 11.45, uh, we received a call that there was a nine, that there was an officer-involved shooting here at police headquarters. Uh, upon further investigation, we discovered that one of our detectives uh, had been assaulted. Uh, he has lacerations on the forehead and part of his neck, and he's currently um, recovering in, in the ER. In this case, uh, it could have turned out very differently, um, and the officer did what, what he felt he had to do to protect his own life. This is the Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. From what we know right now, this person should not have been in here. Um, he did not have an appointment with anyone. He was not speaking to other detect detectives that we know of. Um, at some point, the, uh, uh, the suspect in this case entered into the office where the uh, uh, detective victim was at and began assaulting him. Um, we're still trying to figure out what he assaulted him with. Um, he was being uh, hit over the head and cut um, in the head and neck area and does have several injuries. At some point, the officer discharges weapon um, at least once at the suspect. Uh, the suspect was uh, uh, proclaimed deceased uh, here at the scene. Wow, man. Law enforcement, you never know. Well, uh, all of us never know, but man, you really never know. High profile like that. A man was shot and killed. You just heard Chief Paco Balderrama there say right before noon today he was attacked sitting at his desk right in his office at the Fresno Police Department headquarters, their annex building right off of uh, Fresno Street. Chief Balderrama had a news conference earlier today, and we do not know the motive uh, that this man, do not know how he got past the locked gates, do not know how he got passcodes to enter the building, but he was not supposed to be there. What we do know is that this individual did not have access, uh, should not have been in police headquarters, um, and uh, really had no business here. Um, we, we don't know what the motive is at this point. Well, uh, we'll see. Uh, that was uh, about two hours ago. We're waiting for Chief Balderrama. He could call any second here. We'll just go to him when he does. This uh, suspect entered the detective's office Began hitting him with an unknown weapon, hitting him on the head, cutting him on the head and the neck. And uh, at some point, when all can you imagine in your office, it's normally calm, I'm sure, detective's office. They have guys walking through uh, with handcuffs and whatnot and, you know, witnesses in. But to have it turn into this, at some point, he fired at least one shot at the suspect, Chief Alderama said, and the suspect died at the scene. Uh, a motive, do not know. But these are stories, man, you know. All high profile. Uh, we do have Chief Balderrama on. Chief, I'll get right to you, sir. Thank you for uh, getting to us so quick. Uh, what a, uh, we'll just say, a scary day. 
Yeah, it certainly was a scary day. You never expect something like this to happen. We were actually over at City Hall, you know, just about a block and a half away, celebrating the, um, you know, International Women's Day, you know, and uh, identifying some some great individuals who uh, are very deserving when I got the phone call. And it's, you know, one of those phone calls as police chief, you always kind of dread, you know, something something happens, you know, some type of emergency. Um, but uh, I, I can say that I'm relieved. To see to, to to be able to say that my officer is going to be okay, he has a uh, busted eye and two very large lacerations on the side of his face, but you know he's going to make it. And a uh, very troubling situation. You don't you sometimes might expect this out in the street, but you certainly don't expect this in your own office. Um, so you know we quickly got back here to police headquarters. The the, the it was already a working crime scene, and uh, we determined that uh, this individual somehow you know made his way into police headquarters. Now keep in mind we have a a fence along the parking lot when you have to have a key fob or or the code to make it in. So all that's secure. It's a high fence. You know this individual happens to be close to 400 pounds. So there's no way he would have he would have jumped over that. And every entrance into into police headquarters, both buildings have a they're they're magnetized. You have to have a key fob to get in. So it is possible, although we don't know for sure, that this individual may have made it uh, from the Fresno Street exit. Um, you know we do have witnesses and victims who come into the building and sometimes walk out, and they can do that. And it's possible to catch the door and, and make make their way in. So this person somehow made their way in and assaulted one of my detectives. You know began to overpower him. This is a big big guy. My detective is not a big guy. You know this this guy's in his fifties, and uh, once he felt he was being over overpowered and his and his life was being threatened, he he had to pull his, his service gun and and, um, and discharge it, yeah, killing the suspect. Um, we're still trying to uh, confirm the identity, but it's very possible that this guy was just at the at the county courthouse just before this incident taking place, getting some very, very bad news. Uh, we'll probably go ahead and once we confirm it, release this this person's identity tomorrow. But it looks like this person was you know about to go to prison for you know for for violent crimes and and here he is you know walking the streets of fresno um assaulting police officers so uh, again very relieved that uh, the officer is going to be okay but also pretty pretty upset about the incident altogether do we know why he was going to prison what crime he committed and why he was out on the loose uh, I, I don't have all that information just yet. And I can tell you it was a violent crime. And, you know, I, I believe he was on the verge of being sentenced. But sometimes people get to, you know, walk around even after, you know, pleading guilty and being sentenced. But, you know, still have to confirm those details. Um, you know, we don't have them just yet, but we'll have more tomorrow. Chief Alderama, my mind goes back to the officers in New York City. I think it was Brooklyn. Just sitting in their patrol cars, a guy walks up and, and pops them. Southern California, same story. You just never know when this is going to happen. Back uh, Oklahoma City, do you ever have violence inside the police building to this nature? You know, years ago, we did have an individual who wanted to commit suicide by cop and, and entered the building and, and produced a handgun and, you know, in front of the information desk that is manned by a couple of police officers. So that was a, a violent, violent instance. And every once in a while, you get somebody that you're interrogating inside a police building that, you know, doesn't want to be there and, and, and will start something. But, uh, you know, this is something that we've seen. If you, if you look at the stats for the uh, nationwide for the last two years, there's been an increase in the assaults on police officers. 
And, you know, it, it's something that, you know, people ask why we're always on edge. People ask why, you know, we do so much training. People ask why, you know, sometimes or some, sometimes police officers are shortened to the, to the point, and this is why. You know, uh, we encounter a lot of wonderful, beautiful people each and every day. And then we also encounter people that as soon as you turn your back, they're going to try to kill you. So it's a, it's a very strange dichotomy. It's not something that's uh, normal or something you get used to. But again, I'm counting my blessings because my police officer is going to be okay. It's going to make a full recovery. Amen on that one there. You know, we've seen it. I think it's just a sign of the times. We've had to change security at churches, at the mall. Uh, are you going to have any changes in your in your office there? I know it's kind of early, but is your mind already going that way? No, it's 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 been going that way for hours. As a matter of fact, we have uh, an armed police officer now in that lobby, which we we didn't need to do that before because again, it's a secure building. That's not direct access to the public, but uh, you can't be too careful. So we have a police officer over there right now, and you know I'd rather have that person out on the streets, you know, uh, protecting the public and responding to violent crime. But um, you know I, I got to keep my house safe as well, and and I, you know the uh, protection and the safety of of uh, of, of every uh, police officer and every uh, civilian personnel, that that's also important. So I, I gotta, you know, I gotta pull the bodies to get that done as well. Indeed. Well, Chief Balderrama, thank you. Uh, that's pretty much all. Yeah, there's been nothing new, I, I would assume, that's come out in the last hour that uh, the media and we're not aware of out here, has there? Uh, not that I know of. I've been focusing on this one thing. All Everything right. else is pretty small potatoes right well, now. Well, no, I meant on this. I wasn't going, hey, what's no, happening? No, no, and, no, yeah. That's the latest. That's the latest. Well, Chief, thank you so much, and I'll let you get back to work. Thank you, sir. Okay, thank you, Trevor. Take you, care. You Bye-bye. betcha. Fresno Police Chief Paco Balderrama there. Uh, to recap, officer-involved shooting at Fresno Police Headquarters right before noon. Uh, as you heard the chief say, they have yet to identify the suspect, but we do know more now about he was going to be sentenced to go to prison i asked him what kind of crime he said it was a pretty harsh crime and he didn't say yet which i understand uh but i mean that's basically like you got nothing to lose right that's what that's where that big uh 400 pound man he said uh came in overpowered the 50 year old something detective sitting there at his desk should not have had access uh very relieved he said and you heard him say we got a uh, armed officer there as well uh the detective was taken to community regional medical center he had lacerations to his head and his neck uh you you think about it though man uh this was obviously a hardcore dude uh you i mean how you walk up behind somebody anybody you could be 98 pounds and you just do the knife across the neck and hit the right uh jugular and they there you go uh so very fortunate correct yes as chief balderrama stated uh, he could have lost an officer, and the building is not easy uh, to get into. But then again, as you said, he had people coming, witnesses, guests that are in and out. And, hey, hey, hold the door there. Hey, thank you. All right. Right. You know, apartment complexes, gated communities, you see it all the time. Uh, hey, can you let me in? Yeah, sure. You're in a pickup truck and look like you're a construction worker. No, I'm an ex-husband. I'm going to go shoot this woman in here. Right? Uh, it happens all the time, man. It's not a building that anybody can just walk into. Uh, we have uh, motorized gates. Uh, you have to have you know access to the gates to be able to get into the parking lot. And every entrance in this building is, is magnetized. Therefore, you have to have a key fob to, to gain entry. Um, as far as exactly how this individual got in, we, we simply don't know. That's going to be part of the investigation. At about 11:45, uh, we received a call that there was a nine that there was an officer-involved shooting here at police headquarters. 
Uh, upon further investigation, we discovered that one of our detectives uh, had been assaulted. Uh, he has lacerations on the forehead and part of his neck, and he's currently um, recovering in, in the ER. Well, horrible story, but yet a good news outcome that the officer did not lose his life. Speaking of good news, hey, bottom of the hour, we're going to talk to the Fresno County Athletic Hall of Fame boys, Walt Bird, Steve Cleveland. We got a big old, I'm going to say a mini museum, man, and we're going to talk about it and really what sports means. Coming up, bottom of the hour. This is the Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. Listening to the Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. Wow, this is uh, I don't know, this probably be you think it's Lester Holt news coverage? I think it just might be somebody walking into a police station and uh, attacking a detective and the detective taking him down with his service weapon and uh, ending his life. Very, very scary. And as Chief Balderrama just told us there, thank you, Chief, for uh, calling in and update us there, uh, that, uh, you know, could have snuck in somehow. This guy obviously had nothing to lose. Uh, Chief Balderrama just telling us that he had been sentenced to prison. Now, I would think if it, there would ever be a volatile moment, it might be during that little time period uh, where it's your last moments out uh, of freedom, correct? Uh, one might think someone might flee as well if you're going to go to prison for a violent crime, as Chief Alderama just said, uh, that the nothing to lose mentality. You also might go out. What? You're not. It's not like you're on probation and you got to pee into a cup. Right. You might go out. I don't know. Do some PCP and Jack Daniels. One last hurrah. I mean, think about the the mindset of these individuals, right? I mean, you've just created or or just committed a crime, uh, and you know you're going to go to prison. Guys, we had a two-year man-made lockdown, and we felt like we were locked down. No, 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 no. Think about... Think about, I guess we can't even relate to it unless you've actually uh, been in, right? Uh, so think about what what that might do to somebody. And how did he get through the security? You know, a secure door, uh, people let people in as well. Well, uh, we'll see more about uh, what's going to happen with this. Chief Alderama said they got an armed guard uh, right now sitting uh, in that that area. And security's changed everywhere. I remember, uh, uh, I don't laugh at this, it's scary, but uh, a year before I came back to California, up at the iHeart station in Modesto, uh, which the show was heard on, uh, that they said that early in the morning, somebody, there were a couple morning shows that were in the building live in their studios, and you had to have a, you know, a key card to get in the front door. And then there was other security doors to get into the hallways where the stations were. So this guy made it through the front door somehow. Uh, this is early for the station to even open up, like six something in the morning, and was in the conference room wearing a trench coat hold, holding huge knives when the police arrived. He didn't get into the security door to the hallways where the DJs were on the air, 
but when I heard that story, when I got there, I'm like, you mean right here? You mean where I'm interview? Where I'm sitting right here? There was a well. He wasn't in that chair. He was in that chair. I'm like, well, okay, that's comforting, right? Uh, high profile office buildings, man. You got you got to think about it. I asked the chief, had you changed your uh, security uh, thinking? He goes, that's what I've been thinking about the last uh, just few hours, right? And we've seen it. Think about churches, right? Churches now have uh, security teams with uh, some of the bigger churches. Actually, you can see them. They got earpieces, right? I watch Creflo Dollar on TV. I know the the, the four dudes right up front. Uh, if you ever watch Creflo or if you've never watched Creflo, uh, go watch him just to see what I'm talking about. Uh, they're not looking at the preacher talking. No, they're, they're heads, uh, and they're always uh, big, bald dudes, and they stand out, and uh, his head's always looking to the left, and Creflo will say something and get the crowd to respond, and they don't move. Uh, so he's monitoring left. You see the other guy on the other side? He's always looking to the, to the right, and uh, I remember when I uh, was on in Modesto, and I think I told the story about the trench coat with the knives and... Uh, church security. And I told the story live on the air. I said, I was at church Sunday. It was a big church in Modesto. And I said, right before the prayer thing, this young dude walked straight down and he, it was like he was, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes late for church or something. Walked straight down, sat in the front row and had a hoodie on. And I was like, and this was, you know, this is the season of church shootings. It still is. Uh, but they were more going on then. And I remember, like, I'm not closing my eyes during this prayer. And I said that story on the air, and I got a call from the church security guy. And he goes, I saw the dude walk down. We had our eyes on him. We were talking uh, in our earphones. And uh, do we stereotype? Yeah, you got to stereotype when it comes to events like, like that. What looks odd? What stands out? Uh, there's a big 400-pound man with a bad attitude look on his face walking down the hallways. Uh, that stands out, right? Never saw him before. Uh, that's how big the guy was that attacked the detective uh, in the Fresno Police Department today uh, sitting there. So, man, uh, security's changed uh, everywhere. And in a lot of these instances, uh, the bad guys don't even care that security's there. They know there's security at these malls, right? But they smash and grab and run because they know that the mall security is basically, uh, what's King of Queens' real name? Uh Kevin, uh, or whatever that movie was, Mall Cop, where he's on the Segway, right? Uh, yeah, they, they can't shoot you. I couldn't believe the smash and grab at River Park at Macy's I saw when that security guy in the pickup truck rammed into the dude's Honda uh, that was taken out. I know that was probably, I'm going to say insurance-wise, not protocol to do in the security pickup truck. Uh, I should put that video that video up. I, I still had the video of the truck smoking and us all standing around it and me going, look how close this was to my car. Uh, so, yes, and that was back in September uh, of last year. So crime can hit anywhere. And uh, I was thinking back of those those cops just sitting in their cars. Happened East Coast, West Coast. Well, it happens. Uh, who knows how many times a year across America where cops get ambushed. You're even hearing now of firefighters, right, getting ambushed, getting called in, and then shots ring out. A lot of fire calls that happen in inner cities uh, require, if they're available, the police to go with them into some of those high-crime areas. But no, we... Uh, a lot of those areas got defunded, right? So I'm sure there's not a lot of cops that can follow the police. 
or the fire department into high crime areas. So we've seen Chief Balderrama talking about the building is not easy to get into. It's not a building that anybody can just walk into. Uh, we have uh, motorized gates. Uh, you have to have you know access to the gates to be able to get into the parking lot. And every entrance in this building is, is magnetized. Therefore, you have to have a key fob to, to gain entry. Um, as far as exactly how this individual got in, we, we simply don't know. That's going to be part of the investigation. Recap, detective, some injuries, going to be okay. He did uh, take out his revolver or his weapon, I don't know what it was, and uh, killed, shot the guy, and uh, he is dead. Uh, police headquarters shooting can happen at any time, man. You just never know. At about 11.45, uh, we received a call that there was a nine, that there was an officer-involved shooting here at police headquarters. Uh, upon further investigation, we discovered that one of our detectives uh, had been assaulted. Uh, he has lacerations on the forehead and part of his neck, and he's currently um, recovering in, in the ER. We'll keep you updated, uh, especially to see if some more details come out on the man that broke in in this case uh, it could have turned out very differently um, and the officer did what what he felt he had to do to protect his own life hey we're going to talk with the fresno county athletic hall of fame walt bird steve cleveland building a big museum man big display at the save mart center and uh, we're going to talk a little sports that's what i need on a super tuesday thank you all so The Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. The Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. so glad we're going to take a sports break. You have no idea, Walt and Steve, how much I need this sports break. Isn't sports a good break? Uh, I'd like to welcome to the show Fresno County Athletic Hall of Fame, Walt Bird and Steve Cleveland. Gentlemen, welcome. Good to be here. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, guys, you uh, have built a big museum display at the Save Mart Center. Uh, but we, before we get to this, uh, why did you tell me about the passion in this? You, you wanted this to keep going for a, a really from what I've read and talked to you guys in the past here is to make sure it doesn't die, to make sure it continues to live in the future and to inspire. We have got an amazing legacy of athletics in in the Fresno County. Uh, the Fresno County Athletic Hall of Fame has been around since 1959, and uh, uh, it's just incredible the athletes have come out of here and continue to come out of this valley. And uh, you're right. I, this, the Hall of Fame is something that is special. It's, uh, it's a jewel for this county, and we think that uh, the, the, the real capstone of this is having a Hall of Fame, having a place that people can go and appreciate the great athletes that have uh, come from this valley. 
So uh, yeah, it's a it's a labor of love. We're uh, we're excited about it. We're excited about the opportunity that's been given to us. Well, what was your uh, uh, what what did you play as a as a young man? What sport well, was I, your favorite? I, I played both baseball and basketball, and probably my where I had the most I guess opportunity was in baseball. Uh, I was never tall enough to be a great basketball player or fast enough, but uh, I, I enjoyed both sports. Indeed. Uh, Mr. Cleveland, Steve, what, what did you play as a young man? Or maybe you're still playing these days. You're, you're dressed like you're ready to hit the court right now. Maybe coach, but no playing. Uh, you know what I played? I played baseball my whole life as well, and, uh, but I started playing basketball late in life. Uh, my sophomore year in high school, I ended up getting a scholarship to Fresno State. Oh, I thought you were going to say like 45 years old or no, something. No, 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 you no. meant okay. But you know, my passion, obviously, from there after playing and finishing my playing days, was to get involved in coaching. And I had 37 years of coaching at the high school, junior college, and Division One level. So that's where my passion is and uh, continues to be. And I'm a great fan of the NBA. Love love that league and following that and do some radio stuff with that. So. Yeah, basketball has been a major part of my life and my family's life for the last uh, 35 years. Steve, I don't have to tell you, you coached at all those different levels. I can hear, and maybe this has become too callous, but some of the worst crimes or horrible stories, and I don't tear up. I can hear uh, a pro football player talking about his high school or college coach and being like, man, he, I, I wouldn't have made it here, and they hug each other, and I'll get a t- I mean, I, and I don't even know them. Uh, there's some relationship there that I'm sure you still hear from them, oh, don't no, you? Oh, no, you know what? The connection that you have with young people, and now as they have their own families and, and you carry on with your life and their life together connected, uh, my greatest memories and fondest memories of coaching was the connections I had with the young men and their families. So, yeah, it, that never goes away. That's what makes it really special, and whether it's through social media or in person, just catching up with those guys is always fun. And, you know, the the combination of this, uh, Walt, with a, a Hall of Fame, it's it's about stats, but it's it's really rooted in what Steve's talking about. Yeah, yeah, the heart and soul are really the stories of these great athletes and the and the character, the impact they've made on other people's lives, what they've given back to the community. Uh, it, so what we want to do with this Hall of Fame is really not – we're certainly going to uh, recognize their achievements and the trophies and the championships and so forth, but more importantly, we want to tell their stories, who they were, who they are, uh, the different uh, impacts they've made on, on our community, and we think that's a real value. And that's uh, you, you talked earlier about inspiring the future, and uh, the real focus of this and our mission is to make a difference with the next generation through the stories of these great athletes. So uh, I think you're right on point with that. Uh, the Fresno Athletic Hall of Fame, for those that might not know, say they just moved here from Salt Lake City. Who are some of the big names? Well, obviously the Tom Seavers, uh, Rayford Johnsons, those folks come to mind. Uh, Dick Ellsworth, a great pitcher from Fresno High School, went on to pitch for the Cubs. Uh, we've got Darryl, Dale Messer from Lemoore, a great athlete, Fresno State. Uh, it's the list goes on and on and on. Gina Barron's great softball player. Jeannie Contell. Uh, women are a real po- important part of our Hall of Fame too, and I think they're making a real impact in our uh, in our Hall of Fame as well. 
Well, what you guys have done at the Samart Center, uh, I never made it to Canton, Ohio, and I live close to Cooperstown, and I can't bl- well, I never went to Pikes Peak when I lived in Colorado Springs either, but uh, I, I just really am so sad I never went to Cooperstown, but I have seen them on TV, right? I've watched YouTube tours of Cooperstown, and when I'm looking at what you guys have built at the Samart Center, uh, I'm not going to say it's Cooperstown, but I'm going to say it. if I saw that, I'd be like, that could be at Cooperstown. It looks that professional. Well, what really kind of sets this apart is the use of technology. Uh, we've got we've got interviews with athletes that you're going to be able to hear forever and ever. We've it, got. It, I'm interrupting you. Yes. Tell everybody exactly where this is located. It, when you, it's in the southwest corner okay. of the Save Mart Center. So go there. Look at what he's about to describe. Continue. Uh, anyway, very technology based. We certainly have murals and we have static displays, but I think the real heart and soul is the ability for people to go and search and be interactive with our displays and uh, the amount of content and the stories that these athletes are saying in their own words is really what kind of sets us apart from a museum. A lot of hard work went into this. I mean, that's like putting together a few Hollywood movies, right? Uh, Because you got 20 interactive athlete videos with their their whole story, their success in athletics and in life. And uh, I'm sure this wasn't cheap to do. Uh, Who would you guys like to thank for for helping out here? I'm sure there's a lot of people uh, that kind of like the, I'm not going to say the Oscars. We don't want to get into the the American Music Awards where you can't thank everybody. yeah. Correct, but uh, how does this work? Who, who, who did well, that? Well, uh, for for many many years, there are really four key sponsors that have sponsored our Hall of Fame, and uh, one of them is Wawona Farms, the Smith Camp family, the Zinken family has been just you know with us all the way along. The, the producers and the Shahadi family has been extremely impactful to us, and also Jim Pardini and the Pardini family have just supported us. Uh, for years and years and uh, when we had this idea of building a hall of fame we went to those four individuals and pitched the idea and they said yeah uh, they would they would they would 100 percent support it but we needed to really expand this out for to the entire community and we're very very blessed to be in a community that stepped up Uh, you're right it's not an inexpensive project but we're really really pleased and would like to thank all of our sponsors for their support we couldn't do it without them normally i don't ask money questions but when it looks that nice i'm like man that that wasn't cheap to do so that sense of community pride funded locally great locally funded great great to hear well uh guys uh sports has uh isn't it sad how it had to take that uh two-year sabbatical there and uh so it's we need to pump it back up and that's why we're in here talking about this get back out start enjoying life uh you know sports has so many family memories as as well with me uh let me see okay baseball was your favorite walt and steve basketball was your favorite what was your favorite baseball team growing up and san francisco giants there's no no question about it. Los Angeles Dodgers here. Dodgers <laughs> over there. So uh, now we don't get along that well during baseball season. Well, that, that's what. See, see, that's also the great part of it, right? It's not all about community pride. It's about fighting each other in a community prideful way, right? Exactly. That, that's Absolutely. right. That's the funnest thing. And I don't want to see any of these uh, robots calling balls and strikes because no. arguing about it is totally. so much fun on Monday, right? Totally agree. Yeah, get mad at the umpire and. Uh, you know, he won the game for you. You know, I love that kind of stuff. You know, one thing we we, we we didn't talk about is the young people in our community who benefit from this. And not only do they have an opportunity to hear and 
do this interactive uh, experience with uh, all of our heroes and, and, and those that are in the Hall of Fame is that they'll have opportunities to be in this new home, which is in the St. Mark Center, where we can, we can have speakers come in, we can have coaches come in, we can talk about character building, we can do a variety of things right in the new home with the youth of our community. So it's a place to draw yeah, in, yeah. too. We, we want to do place. those kinds of things on the weekends where we bring in teams, whether it's a little league program, whether it's a basketball program, boys and girls club. Uh, we want to involve the young people in this community, and this is a great home for them to feel safe and really have some special experiences. Yeah, and isn't it amazing? And we have, there's not, you know, we, uh, of course, some rich people gave some money to this, and a lot of, but there's a lot of poor people in this valley in sports, and so many, like baseball, seems to have gotten out, so priced out, right? You hear about these leagues and travel leagues, and it's really hard for a kid in the inner city that might not even have a parent at home on a Saturday to take him out somewhere. So is this where you're going with this, oh, right? Yes, we I, can get in, because we got a lot of kids here that need something to do absolutely and i I think you know we've had a hundred over 125 people donate it's not just big sponsors there have been a lot of people that have given a hundred dollars five hundred dollars two hundred dollars grassroots so you know and that's been the beauty of it this is for everyone because not everyone can give or donate a thousands of dollars there are a few of those people and thank goodness we have them and they've been a great blessing to us being able to build this but really this is an opportunity for us to really connect as walt said with the next generation and they'll know how to use everything. They'll have to teach their moms and dads and their grandparents how to actually do the interactive computer stuff. But that being said, I, I just see this being a great, there'll be a wealth of information and knowledge and support to the youth of our community right in the new home. That's right. Unplug the video game. What? No, it's interactive. You get to do some video. Follow me. There's more video stuff out, out here. Okay, I'll go, right? Uh, yeah, isn't it sad how the NFL has to run something to try and get kids to even go outside for 60 minutes a day, that play 60 uh, concept? So when they're down there and uh, they're learning all this and guest speakers, will there be any kind of act? Maybe this is down the road, any kind of physical activity well, events going know, on? At the because time? we're in the Save Mart Center and this is down the road, but there's a, you know, whether whether it's a big concrete floor or the baskets are down or whatever we do you know i think down the road we're going to we're going to discover that this building can be used for a lot of things and there's so much going on at the save mart center that we have to be protective of that but yes absolutely and it doesn't have to be in the new home i mean we could take the boys and girls club and go over to clovis high school and be on the football field and deal with young men and young women sure. it, you know, there's no it's not I mean, we love the new home and what we can do there but if we we're going to do activity type things we might go to the Local parks, we might be in a situation where we're at schools, uh, but certainly the window of opportunity is there for us to really connect with young people in this community. And that's, that is a real priority. That's When Walt talked to me about this three or four years ago, when we'd come back to the community, uh, that's why I got involved. I, I just felt like, hey, if we're going to have an impact on young people, I'm all in. Steve, it sounds like a Hall of Fame. You think it's the past, but it's not just about the past. It's about the future. Yes, very much so. Uh, the tie-in gentlemen, thank you so much. Fresno County Athletic Hall of Fame, Walt Bird and Steve Cleveland. In closing, I'm going to ask you both, if you need to take a second to think about it, your favorite Fresno sports memory. Five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. I'll start with Walt. Two great pitchers. Uh, I had the opportunity, my father was the athletic director at Roosevelt High School back many, many years ago, and I got the opportunity to watch Dick Selma from Fresno High School pitch against Wade Blass a game from Roosevelt High School. Uh, it, it, I think it was in 63, something like that, maybe even earlier than that. 
And uh, I had never seen a baseball game. I was a young kid at that point in time, and that, that was inspirational to me to see that kind of talent. Steve? You know, I, I think I think back to the Selland Arena, being in Selland Arena with Boyd Grant and watching them go that NIT run and going to those games and being a young coach myself and seeing that. that what had a what great year influence. was that? What year? Uh, 19, I was at Clovis West High School, so probably in the mid-'80s. I'm, I'm not sure if it was 84 or 85. All right, that's a bug. But, but, but in the mid-'80s, just watching that program develop and seeing the community get behind it, uh, I'll never forget that time. It was It was really special. It sounds good. Gentlemen, you have a passion and you have a vision, and it shows. The southwest corner of the... Southwest corner. There it is, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, Trevor. Thanks for having us. Walton Steve, ladies and gentlemen. That rain was nice, wasn't it? Not enough, though. How much did we get? Uh, We'll talk about it next. The Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. Listening to the Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. Well, the sun's poking in and out. We did get rain, but that's not the big story. At about 11:45, uh, we received a call that there was a nine, that there was an officer-involved shooting here at police headquarters. Uh, upon further investigation, we discovered that one of our detectives uh, had been assaulted. Uh, he has lacerations on the forehead and part of his neck, and he's currently um, recovering in, in the ER. That's Fresno Police Chief Paco Baldarama on the story breaking out of Fresno today. From what we know right now, this person should not have been in here. Um, he did not have an appointment with anyone. He was not speaking to other de- detectives that we know of. Um, at some point, the uh, uh, the suspect in this case entered into the office where the um, uh, detective victim was at and began assaulting him. Um, we're still trying to figure out what he assaulted him with. Um, he was being uh, hit over the head and cut um, in the head and neck area and does have several injuries. At some point, the officer discharges weapon um, at least once at the suspect. Uh, the suspect was uh, uh, proclaimed deceased uh, here at the scene. And the really good news is the officer uh, protected his own life. In this case, uh, it could have turned out very differently. Um, and the officer did what, what he felt he had to do to protect his own life. Chief Balderrama was on the show just after 3 o'clock. Podcast will be available uh, right after the top of the hour at powertalk967.com. And I will play it back at 5 o'clock. He gave a description, talked about the motive of why this man possibly could have broken in and done what he did. Uh, had to do with the fact that he'd just been sentenced to prison. Uh, for a pretty serious crime. Uh, Chief didn't go into the details on the crime. But again, why walking around? I guess this could be an example. Maybe some law changes need to happen. If you're a Vietnam veteran, uh, families of those Vietnam veterans, Happy National Vietnam War Veterans Day. Uh, March 29th, that was a day back in 1973, the last combat troops left Vietnam. Uh, Thank you for your service. And again, uh, it doesn't matter if it's Vietnam. It doesn't matter if it was uh, Bush's war on terror, the foreign policy. You can disagree with that till the... Till the cows come home. That's fine. That's America. You can do that. Uh, but do not ever disrespect the, those in our military. And it was really sad what happened to those when they came home. Grandpa, about the meaning of the soldiers after the war. 
When I asked him how the soldiers retreated after the war, this is what he responded with. Oh, they were spit upon and called uh, baby killers and just everything under the sun. They were treated very, very poorly. From not only from the from the hippie liberals that were running around, but also from our government. Mm, sad what happened. And those hippie liberals uh, are now in the government. Those hippie liberals are the ones that were training the radicals of today back in the 80s and 90s uh, as they infiltrated, right? Uh, like a virus created in a lab, infiltrated. Uh, their tentacles now are in every avenue, byway, bloodstream of this country. Our school districts, Hollywood, sports, churches. Man, they've uh, really, uh, those hippie liberals, peace, love. Mm. But you Vietnam veterans, honor National Vietnam War Veterans Day. If you if you see a veteran from Vietnam, a lot of them uh, today proudly wear their hats, and rightfully so. Uh, give them a high five. Uh, or uh, eh, we're past the lockdown. Shake their hand. Uh, get, give them a handshake. March 29th, 1973. When the troops left Vietnam. I, I don't know if that war would have happened if Kennedy hadn't been assassinated. Uh, we can go back and talk about that again until the cows come home. We did have some good rain. I uh, had about a foot of snow. That's good in the mountains. And we got a good soaking down here. About, uh, it was about a half inch in Fresno. State Department of Water Resources says it won't change the water outlook. Oh, man. Thank you all so much. What a super Tuesday! Only Hillary would say that because this is the red part of California. You know, she, she'd like that, right? Fresno Irrigation District, uh, their general manager said right now the district is looking for sure at a two-month run, hoping to have enough supply for a three-month run, but it's too early uh, to tell. Oh, man, we need the rain. was nice to see it coming down, right? Farmers out there having to eliminate crops this year. I read one on uh, KMPH.com said, used to grow organic asparagus and organic sweet corn, had to cut it out. And that cost 70 farm worker jobs. But we got to take care of the environment. That's what Newsom tells us. Hey, uh, you want to talk about Democrats and their view on kids and sex? They are so far out in left field on this. It's going to backfire next. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.